This is Kenny Daughter, host of Killing the Stream, here to remind you that if you got Gronk and you got luck, wait a second, wait, wait, what is this Andrew Luck stat line from Monday night? Oh my God. Oh my God, this can't be real. Oh my. Fantasy Football Podcast called Living the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm joined by the loveliest of all co-hosts of all time, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? Uh, it's carnage out there, man. It's absolute it's carnage chaos. after week after week two, and I I believe that we will have. A a a wrapped audience uh, uh, today because because it's a disaster quarterback wise out there. It's insane. You had you had Romo go down. You had Drew, the Drew Brees apocalypse occurred. <laughs> right. <laughs> like 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 it was, it's just like what even what even just happened? So many people lost money off of Drew Brees, and so many people oh. lost lost emotion from from Drew Brees' performance. Yeah, well, I mean, lost will, the will to live. The will to live I would was say. certainly part of that. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I mean, I just I think that I think the Saints team destroyed people's will to live. I mean, how did How did Andrew Luck do in week two? Um, I think Darter may have touched on that in the opening, yeah, but just a little bit. I think he didn't do well. QB QB twenty six, Denny. QB twenty six is what Andrew Luck was this week. So it would have been better on Monday night to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It definitely would have. It definitely would have. It was a crazy week, insane week, and hopefully, you know, we joke about it on Twitter all the time that like this is this is good for our hashtag brand. <laughs> uh, I mean, it like obviously it's just hilarious. I mean, we've been doing this podcast now. This is this is this our this is our third season. Th- third season, yeah. yeah. But like, I mean. It's just it's crazy that all of these things kind of fell into place and it is it is amazing to see how many people are coming to us about quarterback questions who drafted Peyton, even Peyton Manning even after last week they're still a little worried which I understand. Mm-hmm. Peyton mm-hmm. Manning, Drew Brees, Tony Romo, all of these things are happening. You got to dig deep and you got to live the stream and that's that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, I I mean this is the first year uh, in which we've done the podcast where there's not one or two quarterbacks who are just lighting the world on fire to start the season, right? right. Like last uh, two years ago, Peyton Manning had like you know close to a hundred fantasy points after two after two three weeks, right? And and last year, Luck was destroying everyone in in his path. Um, and this year, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is having a you, nice. You, I mean, you have Brady too. Brady's been pretty out of control, Brady. but the but the difference is that Brady was a late round draft pick. No, no, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you mean the elite I guys? Weed, I got weed, you. I got you. Yeah, I weeded him out because, because I mean, you know, Peyton went in the first, uh, uh, Luck went in the first or the second. So, yeah. I, I uh, so yeah, no, I Bra- wasn't wasn't Brady? I mean, Brady was taken in like 
average draft position like eight. I mean, right? I Seven. so the day before the ruling came, I did a two quarterback draft that uh, Mike Clay is going deep draft, and it's well, it's a super flex draft, and I ended up at the eight nine turn. I got Eli and Tom Brady in a, in a super flex draft. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, and he's destroying. So I mean, I love it. It's just that that's where that's where Brady went just because of of the potential suspension, which. You know, I, I, I understand, uh, but, you know, at the same time, it's not like pe- people can – it's not like early early round quarterback drafters can take credit for Tom Brady right now. Let's just say – No, no, no. That wouldn't, that, wouldn't no. Be, that wouldn't be cool. This ain't 2008. Yeah, this is not 2008. Uh, Denny, before we, before we get into what happened last week, can we talk about how much your haircut cost? <laughs> I have to divulge this information because – I told a, a, a follower on Twitter that I would, I would talk about the cost of my haircut if the Saints did not finish as a top five defensive team this, this week, and they finished uh, inside the top ten, but not yeah. inside the top five. So uh, I will, I will, I guess I have to talk about that. <laughs> um, so I pay, I pay without without tip. I pay $65. $65, Denny. I'm embarrassed, okay? You just need to go to the, the corner at the greatest of clips, great clips, and get a nice $13 haircut, and then you can look like Joe Flacco on Twitter. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> that, was, that was the most bizarre, by the way, that, not, to get, not to get off topic, because we're getting back to this $65 haircut. But can we talk about how everyone, like 90% of people who responded to that Dad Runner t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now, I, I should say, Ninety percent of the people were like, "Oh, I, like they, they made some sort of like elite comment because of Joe Flacco." Really? So wow! That picture, yeah. It's like you've seen me in real life. Do I look like Joe Flacco? No, I don't. I mean, you're a white dude, right? I mean, that's that. I have and I have I have the the I have eyebrow like thicker eyebrows. I get it. That's that's the reason. Those are those are the reasons. I'm white and I have thick eyebrows. Really? Wow. That's those are the that's, reasons. Uh, but let's get back to this sixty-five dollar haircut, Denny. Yeah. So okay. So here's the, here's the thing. So it's sixty five, and then it's like a twelve dollar tip, fifteen dollar tip, depending on how much I like it. And then I have to tip, uh, I have to tip the shampoo person as well. Oh so it's like an eighty five dollar haircut, eighty dollar. So haircut? it ends up being north of seventy five dollars. Yeah. How often? But how I, often do you get it cut? Every three to four months. Oh, okay, that's not terrible then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Does it's your not hair at, grow super slow. Uh, no, it's just that I get it cut pretty, pretty short. I got you. And then, in fact, and then you just kind of let it go and then you start using your, your crew hair gel and making it look so suave. I can, I can keep it under control as, as the hair gets, gets longer. I think you would actually, I think people would be kind of shocked if they saw how short my hair was right now. I mean, like the sides are like, you know, when I get my hair cut, the sides are like buzzed. What are the, what, what, what number, what clipper number? Uh, well, she doesn't really do it that way because she's... <laughs> because it's a sixty-five dollar haircut. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, no, no. I mean, she doesn't do anything the way that I that I've ever seen haircuts done before. I mean, she cuts like straight into the hair with scissors, like chops into the hair That's instead crazy. of like across across the hair. And yeah, it freaks me I'm out. I'm just picturing like, her stabbing you right now. Right, that's kind of what it looks like, and and it free. I was like, oh my god, what is she doing? What is she doing? But she's actually making it so that I can comb the hair back more easily, and that is glorious. Let me tell you wow. guys, if if you can get your hair person, whatever you bar- barber, stylist, whatever you want to call it, to uh, put some texture in your hair, yeah, 
do it. Yeah. Do you ever? It. You ever? Do they? Do they use those those like shear things to thin it out? Uh yeah yeah some, some, sometimes Th- hashtag thick hair problems. Yeah no I, for sure with you your your hair is ridiculously thick. Yeah. Uh you 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 remind me my brother has the same thing where the barber has to use those 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 like those shears for like twenty minutes. Oh yeah, just... yeah there's like they get like a chainsaw out and they just start yeah. getting going at it yeah I mean it's yeah, it's you're, obnoxious. You're basically like a sheep. Yeah that's basically what's going on with my head. You're, you're sheep flacco. Well, I'm glad that we that we learned – that's not my new nickname, by the way. That's not my new nickname. It's <laughs> not happening. Oh, man. Uh, before before we look at what happened in, in week two, uh, Denny – well, two things. First, remember to go to lateroundqb.com slash shop, and you can't see me wearing it, but I did tweet it out, and I'm wearing it right now. The I Run Like a Dad t-shirt, among other things, and all proceeds are going to No Kid Hungry. So go do that. And if you have any shirt ideas, send us send us some tweets. Um, but also, Denny, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Our, our sponsor is uh, DailyFantasyCafe.com. Uh, I'm writing a, um, a slate breakdown for them every week that comes out on Thursdays uh, just to look at uh, kind of the DFS landscape. Um, I use their various tools, including their... Uh, stack generator on uh, Daily Fantasy Cafe. They uh, that 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 one just just to point out one uh, uh, stack stack generator pick that that really worked out for me was um, was the uh, Roethlisberger Heath Miller Antonio Brown triple stack. Uh, um, that was the the top uh, the top projected uh, tight end wide receiver quarterback stack for the week, and it really worked out. So stack, uh, check out that stack generator at uh, dailyfantasycafe.com. Sweet. And speaking of week two, I know you mentioned you just mentioned uh, Heath Miller. Heath Miller was one of our tight end streamers last week. He not only mm-hmm. caught a touchdown, but he also caught a two point conversion because nice. the Steelers now, which is awesome, which is actually pretty sweet for his value if they continue to do this because it's actually mathematically smart to do this to begin with is to go for two after each play. But when you have such good personnel like the Steelers do. It makes sense to go for it. So Heath Miller got the two-point conversion and the touchdown. He had 11.5 PPR points, which is a solid outing for a tight end streamer. Uh, we oh, also yeah. had Ladarius Green, who ended with 9.7 points, so that wasn't bad either. And then we mentioned Jordan Reed, who should be owned in far more leagues than he's owned in. He had another 14.2-point outing the week before he had like 19 points. So Jordan Reed is on his way to being a high-end tight end one this season in PPR leagues if he can stay healthy. Yeah, big big if obviously because even when even when he does well, there's always reports about him being dinged up. But but uh, yeah, Jordan Reed needs needs to be on guys. Yeah, uh, from a defensive standpoint, you had the Saints defense who scored seven points. Depending on the depending on where you're playing and what your scoring was like, they were you know like you said they were top ten defense last week because of of turnovers and such. Um, even though the Saints did not, that game script didn't even remotely go the way that anyone yeah. thought it was going to go. No, and let's just remember everyone who blew up my mentions on Sunday and made me think that the Saints had negative thirty-seven fantasy <laughs> points. Uh, that the New Orleans was favored by ten points going into that game. Okay, ten-point favorite at home against a, a team like the Bucks uh, with a rookie quarterback on the road. I mean, that's what we're looking. I don't, you know, that's just that's to me. It is like quintessential process yeah. over results. That's what the whole uh, week was. The whole week was process over results. Yeah, and and the results the results kind of stunk, 
but the pro I would I would not I would I would not I don't question that process at all. Yeah, even though the Panthers weren't necessarily on many many waiver wires, you did mention them uh, as a as an option against the Texans. They ended with four points, which wasn't a terrible terrible outing. I mean, the, the defensive scoring last week not only was kind of unpredictable, but it wasn't very strong. So, I mean, you, you might have in, in a in a silo you know, looked at your performance and been like, man, this sucks. But really every defense kind of sucked last week. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, you know, if you had the Rams, which you probably think of as an every week starter, you know, that tank, they tanked, the Dolphins tanked. Right. Right. Uh, and then the Titans, uh, had one point. They, they got, they, they got Travis Benjamin. <sighs> Unbelievable. The guy runs nine pass routes. <laughs> yeah. It, like it blows me away. I was doing the, the fan duel by the numbers podcast today and the the optimal lineup obviously had him in it, and it's like, and then the the Millie winner had him in it too. And it's like, Ugh. what thought process do you have to play him? I mean, props to you, right? Like, like good on you for playing Benjamin like that. And like, that's an unbelievable play because of the result. But what in the hell are you thinking whenever you put well, him in your lineup? No, but I think that just that just kind of proves uh, we we were talking to Rich Rebar about you know uh, about how. How much variance there is in in uh, a tournament like the Millionaire Maker, and it, it requires one or two really bad picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, true. It's true. It, you know, it, it requires a, a like an objectively horrible play, like Travis Benjamin. Right. For for the to, most part, obviously, there are some lineups that that are very very logical that end up winning, but a lot of times in those very 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 large pool tournaments, you're going to see some some plays that are just very, I mean, you might not see the logic, and the majority of people don't see the logic. And if there is logic behind it, I mean, props, seriously, props. Uh, yeah. I don't want to trash the, the the people who who pick those guys because they win, and that's that's what you're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the only thing that I could remotely think is that you know he the guy had five thousand left on Fanduel, and and Brandon Coleman was there, and he wanted to hedge and and you know be a contrarian to to Coleman, who was a mm-hmm much, much more popular play at that $5,000 price tag, and he just found a wide receiver that was there. Yeah, so. yeah that, 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 that makes sense. And, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mean to disparage everyone yeah, yeah, of who's a million dollars, but, but it, it, there are a lot of times where you look at lineups in the top, say the top like 10 or 20 in those tournaments, and you're like, what the, yeah, how yeah. did they come up with that play? Exactly. You know? and, and there's some, you know, it's, it's frustrating too. I mean, you, you're taught and, you're, and it, it's logical to build around correlations, right, and to to have a wide yeah. a quarterback wide receiver stack, to have a, a running back with the same defense because of the because of game script. But then you see teams like and like teams that won had had Ben Roethlisberger and D'Angelo Williams in the same lineup. Yeah, and it, it's that kind of thought process that's so frustrating because you know. But at the same time, like we said, and like we always preach, is process over results. I mean, your process should not have a running back and a quarterback on the same team, especially. Uh, a running back that doesn't necessarily catch a ton of passes in the same lineup. Yeah, and we're talking about DFS here. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's different. Uh, but, but right, I mean, yeah, it's just it's, crazy. It's just, it's, it was it was very 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 crazy. But but you know, let's 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 move past it. All right. Okay. Uh, quarterbacks last week, Andy Dalton was our top streamer. Um, that was nice. He threw three touchdown passes. Sweet. He had twenty one point five six fantasy points. Uh, and by the way, whenever I reference all these fantasy points, I, I use fantasydata.com, which is one of the best under-the-radar sites out there. Um, Joe Flacco also had 21.56 points. He had the exact same. That was another streamer that we had. Uh, Ty God, man. 
Tyrod Taylor, 25.98 fantasy points. I mean, just garbage time delight yeah. there. So all three of those quarterbacks last week, the three main streamers that we had were QB1s, which is awesome. Um, that is and then we in deeper leagues we did we did mention Ryan Fitzpatrick as a as a reasonable option. It definitely helped that Monte Davis got hurt, um, but he he ended up uh, with sixteen point three six fantasy points, which again is not uh, at all a bad. I mean, it's twice as much as Andrew Luck had, so uh, it's it's really not a a terrible outing for Fitzpatrick, who is more of a a mid high end QB two, which I'll take from from a quarterback streamer uh, in a deeper league. JJ, should I drop? Uh, luck for Fitzpatrick. I I would consider it. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely consider it. All right, Denny. Week three. Talk All right. defenses. Uh, defenses. So uh, my my defensive streaming scores are posted at thefakefootball.com. So far through two weeks, uh, the the top five streaming scores are averaging eleven point one fantasy points per game. Um, so check that out if you want to see more. But I'll just briefly say that. The Browns' uh, defense has the highest streaming score of the week. They get Oakland at uh, at home in Cleveland. Um, now it might be uh, you know a little a little scary to to stream against the Raiders after they pretty much annihilated the Ravens' defense on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's imp- important to remember uh, the uh, unbelievable roads home road splits um, uh, that, that that the Raiders have. Uh, so. At home last season, uh, the Raiders gave up just five and a half fantasy points per game to opposing defense, and on the road they gave up fourteen and a half uh, to to defenses. So uh, now I, I understand, you know, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, the emergence of uh, Latavius Murray. You know, these these things make the Ra- this Raiders offense uh, different than it was last year, and, and there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But still had uh, you saw David Carr, who is. Uh, Derek Carr, not David. Not his no, yeah, no, don't don't play David Carr this week, um, uh, or Derek Carr really. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, Derek Carr um, is has a fifty eight fifty eight point seven percent completion percentage as a pro. I mean that you know that's below the league average of I think the league average is like sixty one and a half percent. So we have uh, we have a good. Uh, a good script here, possibly. I mean, Vegas favors Cleveland, yeah. which means that uh, Carr will likely have to throw in this game, and that's what we want. We want inaccurate quarterbacks in pass-first situations. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I just, I, I really, the Browns are available. Um, they're, they're only owned in eighteen percent of Yahoo leagues right now. So go out, seriously, go out and get them. I, I see them as like a top three play this week. Yeah, you know what's crazy, and I, I found I saw this on Twitter today a little bit, and I'm not, you know, I'm not calling anyone out. It's just, it's it's very easy to look at only the previous week and try to draw conclusions about the upcoming week, and this is valid for, uh, for, for the Raiders' offense and thinking that this Raiders' offense is all of a sudden really good and so on and so forth. They had a good performance. That's that's great. That's fine. The Ravens, the Ravens didn't show up. And, and then to the same, you know, using that same logic, a lot of people are now, you know, we're obviously talking about defenses, but a lot of people are now on Andy Dalton against the Ravens defense because of what happened in week two with, right. with, with you know, while omitting every other kind of circumstance around it, such as the Ravens destroying Peyton Manning in week one. You know, there's, there, you have to look at the greater picture instead of just looking at what happened the previous week. And the Browns defense is kind of the perfect example of that here in week three. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, it's just like Eli. You know, Eli week one is a disaster. He gets dropped in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a really nice week two, and I see a lot of. Uh, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I dropped Eli. Now he goes off, of course. Well, of course he does because he had a really nice matchup in week two. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, right. it's not a shock. Right. Um, uh, so, anyway, if you can't get Cleveland, the Jets uh, playing at home against um, the ghost of Sam Bradford um, and the ghost of Chip Kelly's team uh, are at home. They're owned in 39% um, of, uh, of Yahoo League. So, they're out there in in quite a few leagues. Um, I I think that they they have at least a, a nice floor mm-hmm. and possibly a good ceiling. Um, I guess we'll get into Bradford at some at some point in the show. But uh, you know, I I Bradford is still a very inaccurate quarterback over his career. So um, uh, you know, no matter what you think of the Eagles' offense, I think that the Jets make for a very sensible play and. Uh, just I just need to mention this just for just you know for the sake of mentioning that Carolina defense is available uh, in um, at twenty seven percent of Yahoo League. So um, you know obviously they make a good play at home against the Saints, who which you know they look like a debacle. Yeah, might so. might be Drew Breesless, depending yeah. on what yeah. what goes on in that really ambiguous situation. Right. So anyway, though, I, but if you can get the Browns, just just do it. Just pl- plug and play them. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Uh, week two quarterback streamers. So, so far this season, we've gone Dalton Dalton. So our QB is Andy Dalton, our Frankenstein QB. He's like a QB seven though. So that's good. Okay. okay. I'll take that. It's not too, yeah. not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go, or, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't know how into this as you are, as I am Denny, but I'm going to completely convince you after talking about this. Okay. We'll see about that. Okay. Quarterback streamer of the week is Nick Foles. Okay. Oh my, I'm sick. The first, so so let let's just let's let's talk this out. The Rams <laughs> the Rams are one point underdogs with the 23 point team total this week, which is actually one of the higher team totals of the week. It's a low scoring week according to Vegas. Um, you know, you usually like to to target favorites though. I will say that. Uh, but the Steelers secondary is just so bad. They've given up the most uh points to to the quarterback position so far this year, including. A QB one performance against Tom Brady and a QB four performance against Colin Kaepernick. Um, that that I mean, the secondary is putrid. We all know that it's it's a consistent target. Uh, there was a stat that kind of got me going down this this rabbit hole today, where Rich Rebar tweeted that over the last twelve games, the only quarterback that that has faced the Steelers to not throw two or more touchdowns. Do you remember? Do you know who it is, Denny? Blake Bortles. No, Alex Smith. That was actually before. That was before the twelve games. Because oh, we right, targeted right. we targeted the Steelers defense a couple times last year. One of them was Blake Bortles in Week Five, but then yeah. later in the season we used oh. Alex Smith. Alex Smith had over three hundred passing yards, but he didn't have the two touchdowns. So mm. Alex Smith was like a third. Like he was a QB eighteen. So that that brings me to the next point. So I looked back at how the Steelers because. We all know that the point in which the Steelers' offense kind of shifted mentality in the way that they were playing uh, was in Week 7 when Martavis Bryant became a thing. And it's continued into this season because they're still taking some of the same principles. They just have, like, Darius Hayward Bay going deep and running those nine routes and so on and so forth. I looked back at the Steelers since that date, since Week 7 of last year, okay? Listen to these QB performances. You ready for this? I am QB 10, QB 3, 9, 8, 9, 3, 7, 4, 18, which is Alex Smith, 
And then they just started uh, this season with QB1 and QB4 against them. Wow. That means that over the last 11 relevant fantasy weeks, since the Steelers' offense has become a thing, 10 of the quarterbacks that have faced them have been top 10 quarterbacks. That's un- that's a great stat, man. Wow. It's, in- it's incredible. Like, so much of it has to do with the fact that, you know, you don't necessarily need negative game scripts for quarterbacks. You actually want positive game scripts for quarterbacks mm-hmm. because they're more efficient and garbage time really isn't a thing because in order for garbage time to happen, the quarterback has to perform poorly mm-hmm. in the first place. But the thing is, is that when you have a team like the Steelers, and you could even say this about the Patriots, I would argue, is that when you have a team like the Steelers that, that are going to score points, you know they're going mm-hmm. to score points, and, they're fa- they, and they have such a bad secondary, when teams are trying to come back, they can come back because the mm-hmm. secondary is so bad. And we've seen that over the last 11 games, 11 relevant fantasy matchups. So I think Nick Foles is a lock, man. I'm actually using Nick Foles in cash games this week. You know, so when, when you – JJ and I talked before the show, and, and that – Yes, and that shocked me when you said you're going to play him in cash games. But that stat and one that I, I, I found just before the show, uh, that um, 75% of the yards gained through two weeks against Pittsburgh has been through the air. Yeah. Okay, 70, that's an, that's an amazing number. And, and this goes maybe without saying, but uh, 74.4% of passes have been completed against the Pittsburgh secondary over two weeks. That That also... A that's a top, that's that's third worst in the league. Yeah. So I, I mean, th- this is truly a, a like a like a prime prime matchup. Yeah, it's perfect. Purple. It's perfect, and you have Vegas on your side too, which should make it like if Vegas had you know a lower t- a lower over under maybe at forty four and a half or something, and the Ram- uh-huh. the Rams were you know more at at the twenty and a half point team total, I would feel a little mm-hmm. bit different about this play. But the fact that that Vegas is kind of behind this this play. The fact that the Steelers secondary has been so bad against fantasy quarterbacks. I mean, to me, this process and what what is going on right here with Nick Foles, yeah. really, I mean, it shouldn't surprise anyone if he has a big game. I, I really don't think so. And, it, and if he doesn't, I'm still really happy about the way that we approached it this week. That's, that, that's I, the I, way that I, that, that, yeah, I, I think mean, that we're a winner no matter what. I, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good way. That's a good uh, – a slogan for the that's, show. That's my that's my dad. Living my the dream. We're, we're we're a winner no matter what. Yeah, yeah, it's my dad talk of the day. Yeah, that, that was very daddy uh, daddy esque. Uh, the okay, so so we're going so we're going Foles. I I actually think Foles is arguably a top a top ten play. Yeah, I think. Oh, I mean, if it, if he follows the trend, he's going to be a top ten quarterback this week. If if he follows yeah. the, the the trend against what this what's happened against the Steelers, so yeah, I mean I'm I'm all about it. And and, and Foles is not owned in many leagues at all, which no. is great. Whenever uh, considering this week, there's going to be a lot of waiver wire action at the quarterback position with Romo and, and Breeze and so on. Yeah. So yeah. you know I I think that he's he's like the perfect play this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and everybody, listen. If you're a Romo owner, you're going to get a lot of insulting, ridiculous trade offers over the next two or three days. Okay. I, I, I own Romo in a couple leagues. I'm getting the worst offers of all time. Uh, don't do it. Don't accept it. Just play the wire. And this week, go with just plug and plug and play Nick Foles. Yeah, just honestly, just do it. Just do it. I, I, it. Yeah, just just hold your nose and do it. Yeah, there's two. There's a few other options. Like it's actually a pretty interesting week for streamers. I think there's a lot of under the radar options where a lot of people are going to go with Andy Dalton, 
who I don't I don't like at all yep. against a division rival yeah. against a, a Ravens team that's going to bounce back because it's a lot better than what they played against Oakland. Uh, you know, I, it's just it's not a, a matchup that I like whatsoever for Dalton. So I think a lot of people are going to say see that Dalton's a QB seven right now and be like, oh, I'm going to get Andy Dalton off the waiver wire when that's that's really not the play to go. I think there's more under the radar radar guys. Uh, one guy who's not as under the radar is Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think we've seen to a good extent that Taylor's Taylor does have a rushing floor. That Ty God has like a 40 yard rushing. He had 41 and 43 yards over his first two games. Um, I don't know what the hell happened to Miami's secondary last week against Blake Bortles, but Allen Robinson just torched them. Uh, so Bortles yeah. is a top 10 quarterback against them, which is a plus. Vegas has the game as Miami as only slight favorites against Buffalo, but the Bills are supposed to score. Uh, about 20, 21 points, so it's not terrible there. You know, I, I, I like Nick Foles a lot more than, than I like Tyrod, but uh, I think I think Tyrod's still a decent option this week. He's kind of just, he's just consistently been, you know, a guy that we're throwing out there because he, he he's performed, and, and we're throwing him out there each week, but uh, there's reason to throw him out there is because he has that rushing ability, and, and if he scores a rushing touchdown, then it's game over. He's going to be close to a QB1. Oh, definitely. He, his floor is, is fantastic. I just I can't see a scenario in which he just absolutely tanks. Yeah. And I think we've seen why over, over two games. Yeah, so, so he's yeah. So he's definitely a good replacement too for for one of those quarterbacks. At least at least in the in the short term. Um, and then the the last guy. Well, there's two more guys. I'll mention Ryan Fitzpatrick against against Philly. I think you know you like him, Denny. I know that. I think a lot of it is going to depend on on whether Eric Decker plays. Uh, I saw that his knee injury isn't as bad as what as what they initially thought, so there's a chance that he would play this week. If he doesn't go, I'm not really as into Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm just just to throw it out there. I know Philly's secondary has been horrendous. There's a decent over under or team total for this game for 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 the Jets, but uh, you know it, it still scares me off a little bit without one of those top options there. I I totally I'm I'm with you. If Decker were healthy, I would be really bullish on Fitzpatrick. Maybe even Maybe even saying you know Fitzpatrick is is a better play than Foles, but um, but no, I mean De- Decker, like we saw last night. I mean Decker is is a is a major factor in in how uh, Fitzpatrick can succeed mm-hmm. there, and and uh, uh, so yeah, I, I see him as as kind of a, a secondary kind of streamer. Yeah, uh, and then the the last guy that I want to mention that I think is really flying under the radar is Ryan Mallett against Tampa Bay. Um, I'm not expecting Ryan Mallett to throw the ball 58 times again like he did last week. But Tampa Bay has been a bottom five secondary for the last year plus. I mean, they've been a really bad secondary. I know Drew Brees didn't do anything against them last week, but don't forget that Marcus Mariota destroyed them in week one. Um, Like I said, I wouldn't expect the the Texans to throw like they did last week. Uh, But the Texans are actually pretty big favorites, and they have a team total right now of 23.5, which... I mean that if you trust Vegas, Vegas has to be a very very big part of your process because Vegas is right a lot. And things that we've learned is that or that you know you want to have a high team total naturally because that means that they're going to score more points. And when they score more points, the quarterback's going to have something to do with that. There's a very very strong correlation between team totals and quarterback output. So you have to take that into consideration. It's also nice that he's a favorite, which means he'll see a positive game script. Um, so I think, you know, the other thing too, is that if you're worried about a quarterback in his, in the way that he performs just as his talent, uh, it's nice with Mallet that you have such a stud wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I think putting it all together, I think Mallet's actually a really, really good play. 
I think that he's on the same level as Tyrod Taylor this week, to be honest. Uh, I, I think that's bold. I, I, he had a uh, staff 40 in line last week of 58 attempts. For, oh, he, and he, and he, and he, he, made, he managed like 250 yards on 58 attempts. Oh, it was... 50, if if Aaron Rodgers had 58 attempts, he'd, he'd throw for like 700 yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it was, it's what you get whenever you're you know Ryan Mallett behind center. But I know. But we don't we don't care who the who the no no is. no. Listen, this show is about the uglies. Yeah, okay? like we're talking. Yeah. We talk about Alex Smith every week. We 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 talk about the uglies. We don't we don't get on air and say you know who's going to play this week? Andrew Luck. Get him in your lineup. Boom. Right. Right. At least we're taking no a chance. stance. Exactly. Uh, all right, Denny. Let's talk tight ends. Who do you got? Um, you know, I, on, on about thir- Thursday night, I started to sort of regret not mentioning Crockett oh Gilmore. Oh my God, me too. I told, I tweeted out today that I had in my notes, uh, or, like, are we going back to Crockett Gilmore or something? Like, why yeah. did I question what, what that? Doing? What were we doing? Why did we not say I don't anything? Know. I'm so mad. Like, it was in my notes. I, I had him in every tournament lineup, and he did well for me. Obviously, he was the number one tight end. He was better than Gronk um, last week, right? He outgronked Gronk, darter. Yeah. And so, you know, look at—he's owned in five percent of leagues now. He's not going to go berserk like he did last week. And in fact, he—he—he he, he was only targeted six times. It's not like he saw twenty targets. So, right. um, uh, but here's the here's the great thing about Crocky Gilmore. He's ru- he's running thirty-two routes per game. On average, over two games, that that that's that's healthy. That's very that's a very hopeful number for for anyone who hopes that he can maintain that uh, that maintain this this pace or something close to this pace. Um, another thing is that this week now the Bengals are usually pretty good uh, against tight ends, but they have two of the best cornerbacks in the league according to uh, Pro Football Focus's grades oh, yeah. uh, in in Adam Jones and uh, and Leon Hall. So. Uh, with with the, with Steve Smith and Aiken or whoever is lining up on the other side of Steve Smith uh, being covered by those guys, I see Gilmore as a potential safety valve for Flacco, who who could who could see eight targets this week. I mean, pre- pretty easily, I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, despite it on paper not looking like a matchup, I think Gilmore could turn into something of of, a, of an every week starter here um, if he continues to run 30, 32 routes a game, and that. That, that's that's a that's a really solid amount. And then my other guy I would mention is Larry Donnell, um, who uh, caught a touchdown last week. Uh, he was he was targeted three times in the red zone, um, six times overall. And uh, um, you know with uh, with Fells uh, dinged up, I think he he's expected to maybe play this week. I'm not sure. Yeah. I the last thing I read was it was very uncertain. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that was something right. that I think you know. W- once you saw that Fells was out last week, it was like, okay, Donald's definitely a uh, a play for sure. Yeah, and Donald gets a lot gets exclusively single uh, single coverage as as teams flock to OBJ. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so, rightfully so. But but yeah, so this is the anniversary. This is the Thursday night game. Is the anniversary of the Eli Donald uh, yeah, of nuclear game last last yeah, last where we, year where we streamed Eli. Which we, uh, which led to much uh, thump, uh, chest thumping on our part. Oh, it was incredible! Um, and um, so, so uh, I, I, I like him against Washington. Nice, nice. Uh, I'll mention just one guy. I, I really like Eric Ebron. Um, no one's talking about him, and I don't really understand why. He has 15 targets in the first two games of the season, uh, and he's wow. scored twice. 
Like the dude, the dude's kind of eaten. Uh, the De- yeah. the Denver secondary, kind of the same way that you broke down the the, the Bengals secondary, Denny. Two really mm-hmm. good corners, Akib Talib and Chris Harris. Uh, Denver actually has been a, a team that has has given up tight end points in, in the past in in recent yeah. history. Uh, so I think that that Ebron, you know, I'm, I'd be if he depends on what Stafford is his health situation. Even though Stafford's not very good at football to begin with, but yeah. um, I, I think Ebron's a really really good option. He's still out there in a lot of waiver wires, so I would snatch him up this week. Yeah, I I think it could be the same thing. Uh, you know, with as as with with Gilmore, I think by default he could see a lot of targets. Yeah, definitely. So those are the three tight ends. You got Larry Donald, Crack Gilmore, Eric Ebron. Quarterbacks we have number one is Nick Foles, and then Tyrod Taylor and Ryan Mallett are kind of in the same boat. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, depending on Eric Decker's health. Defenses, you got the Browns, the Jets, and if the Panthers are out there, you got to snatch up the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Denny, let's get to the the Twitter questions. We got a lot of them. Uh, the first one is at low era ep 23 <laughs> time to buy low on DeMarco Murray, maybe trade like AJ green for DeMarco and Devonte Adams. Uh, uh, where, where are you at with DeMarco? I mean, it's scary. It's that's a scary situation. I, I mean, he's getting all the red zone touches, right? Pretty much. Um, which is nice, but, um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to buy a guy who has touched about thirty-five times and gained seventy yards. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the the thing with the thing with the, the Eagles or the thing with Demarco Murray. This is what I said in my fifteen transactions column: is if you own Demarco Murray, you're you don't you can't sell him right now. No, no. no but if no, you don't own Demarco Murray, there's no reason you should go out and try to get Demarco Murray. Exactly, and especially giving up AJ Green. I mean, I know Green is not exactly you know setting the world on fire right now, but. You know, let's relax. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I agree. Next one, at Doodlebear David. He said, what's up with Brian Quick? Is he worth hanging on to or drop him for Crabtree, Hankerson, or Freeman? I mean, I, really, I would drop him for Freeman if Devontae Freeman's out there and he's going to be the starter for a few weeks. Devontae Freeman's one of the worst running backs in the NFL, but... <laughs> you hate him so much. He's so bad. Um, yeah, uh, you know, in like a... Well, in a 10-team league, there's... No reason whatsoever to have Brian Quick on your roster. Uh, Twelve team, maybe if you have a deep bench. Fourteen team, I would keep him um, because I really do think we saw last week. You know, with with Kenny Britt catching that deep ball. I mean, look at Foles is four for eight on deep passes this year with two touchdowns. Yeah. So I, you know, I would keep him if I could, but no, I I wouldn't keep him at that price. Right. Uh, next one is Mac DRP. He said Dalton, Eli, one of the Holy Trinity, which is Ty God, uh, Fitzpatrick, and, and Alex Smith, or Sam Bradford for streaming this week. Mm. You can't. I mean, you can't I, play I, Sam Bradford. No, you can't stop. I, it's just, it's a, it's a, like I I was in the Bradford just because of the upside, but hey, the upside didn't happen. So that's that's the beauty of streaming for the record. I mean, like that's exactly this is this is the worst case scenario, right? And the best case is whenever you get a guy like Carson Palmer. Yeah, yeah, Bradford is the worst freaking case scenario with streaming. And uh so yeah, anybody but 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 I mean did he mention he mentioned Ty God and He said the Holy Trinity or or Dalton or or Eli. Uh, oh. I would pro- I would probably go with Tyrod Taylor. You know what? I, I think I would too. 
Yeah. I, I, the Washington defense, like Eli would be my other one that I was thinking about there, but the Washington defense has looked pretty decent, which is very yeah. weird. It is weird. It is weird. And and now my, now my brothers-in-law have Washington going straight to the Super Bowl. So I'm just sick about it. I can't cannot deal with Washington's success. Naturally. Um that's that's how I felt whenever I lived in Cincinnati. Uh next one is at JT DePaul. He said, Thoughts on Cam versus streaming options this week. So oh. Cam against New Orleans is a great matchup. I'm pretty into Cam this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's running a lot, which is nice. Yeah, he's he's not. I mean, the thing is, it's like we mentioned last week. I mean, I know that I, you know, we crushed Cam last week, and he came out and he, he threw two touchdown passes and ran for another one. But I mean, this is what you get with Cam: is you get volatility. That's that's the whole problem. I mean, his, his end of season numbers might look good, but the roller coaster you go on is going to make you vomit. <laughs> vomit like darter at the start of the show. That's right. Next one is at Captain Carl Drago. He said, what kind of flavored seltzer water would Nelson Aguilar be? <laughs> would he be? And who are waiver wire ads you'd consider dropping him for? Uh, this is a great question. I think I have the answer to this. It is. You know what it is? It is a, no, a seltzer. seltzer water. Uh, you're missing out. But <clears throat> as you as you know. But so I, I, I bought the seltzer water the other day that is a lemon lime mix. Now... It was gross at first, but I had it the second time, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I think I, I think I like that it." So it's hit or so miss. So bad, dude. It, it's hit or miss. So he's hit or miss. That sounds so bad, though. No, you know, you know, no, you know what's bad. Honestly, you know what's bad. Watermelon flavored, sparkling water. Uh, watermelon, those goat. No, no, yeah, oh no, yeah. If you question watermelon, just stop listening. Good. Right okay, now. so we agree there because like that's like all I snack on all day long is watermelon. Oh, nice. Because I, I work from home, so like the, 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 the effect of watermelon doesn't matter as much for me. So a, a, quick, a quick aside. My father-in-law can carve a watermelon like a freaking like, you know, serial killer on a, on a slasher flick. Okay? <laughs> I mean, you put a, a knife in that guy's hand and give him a watermelon, and it's like, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like an art form. It's like, it's like a beautiful thing to watch him carve a watermelon because he does it so quickly and swiftly. Dude, can you, uh, can, and, can you do one of you? Uh, what do you mean? Like a, like a portrait of you. A po- oh, no, no, no. I don't mean – he's not carving it like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, I, I thought that you were talking <laughs> yeah. about – no, no, no! I'm saying like like he can cut like perfect pieces, perfect sizes, but very quickly and nicely. Anyway, he I is. I think my is, go ahead. He's the watermelon goat. See, I, I think that my mind automatically started thinking like sculptures, like like ice sculpting, but because I've seen <laughs> I've seen people like carve watermelons before. Wow, I don't know what they do in Pittsburgh, but here we don't. Oh, whatever, yeah. whatever. Next one at a underscore dot underscore zero. Would you stream Foles over Palmer? No, no. Palmer's Palmer's a great option this week. Next one, who same guy? Who would you start over Andre Johnson this week? I have Nelson Aguilar. Anyone on free agency better? Tory Smith is available. So, I, I so like one of those. Uh, let's just say, would you play Nelson Aguilar or Andre Johnson this week? Yikes! I would play Andre Johnson. I, the, yeah. the matchup's really good. I mean, Andre Johnson has been to- horrible, just like you you said would happen, Denny, but. Right, I mean Aguilar is not really running many routes. Right. So. Yeah. Next one at J underscore M underscore Coop. We go in uh, David John Goat, <laughs> uh, Matt Jones or Starks as the top running back ad this week. It'd be down to Matt Jones or or David Johnson, and you know that I'm a David Johnson fanatic, so I would go with him. 
Uh, Jones has a more immediate role, but I think David Johnson has more upside. If man, listen, if Johnson gets that gig full time, that's oh my god, he's that, gonna truck people, dude. I mean, seriously, he's gonna be spectacular. Did you, if he, did if you he gets, see? Did you see him against the Bears last week? It was yeah, like uh, watching yeah. him. Watching him looks like like a bulldozer that's going forty five miles an hour on a football field. It's like not Fat Larry Johnson, right? It's it's the most incredible. He has like negative body fat. It looks like David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like he's moving so fast, but he's massive. Yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah. I guess I go with him. Yeah, I love him. I love him. He's gonna outscore Andre Ellington, baby. That's that was those are our those are two and two possible uh, bold predictions that we've had with you and Andre and and hopefully yeah. David John Goat. Fade the Andres. Fade the Andres. We're telling you. Uh, next one, at Ryan Hester 13 How sad is it when my league mates tell me there's, quote, no chance in hell I can trade C.J. Anderson for Big Ben right now? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I just uh, wanted, to, wanted to read that out loud. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think C.J. Anderson's going to bounce back a little bit. I'm not – I mean, I, I'm not necessarily buying. It's a similar situation with DeMarco, but – you know. Yeah, because if you buy, the, I I just can't imagine C.J. Anderson owner being like, "I'll take anything." Yeah, exactly. That doesn't. That's not how it works. Like these yeah. guys, they're still tied to the initial investment that they made on these players. They're not just going to give them up. No, no, no. Uh, next one from the same person at Ryan Hester thirteen. How sad is? Oh no, I just read that. Uh, <laughs> but it's the same guy. Will the reading of this question represent the eighteenth or nineteenth time that Jared Cook is mentioned on this podcast? Jared yes. Cook actually an interesting option this week. We talked about Nick Foles, but you know it, it does uh, the steel the way the Steelers defense is set up is that you attack the outsides. I mean the corners are so bad, uh, and then the middle of the field. I mean the safe their starting safeties aren't good either. But you do have uh, good linebacker play, which is a little bit more frightening with Cook. Uh, so I don't think he's a terrible option this week. But I wish I wish there was like a, a go to target in St. Louis, and he would be like the perfect stack option with Nick Foles. Um, but I still think that they can target the wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm on board there. I, he did. He had an okay game against Washington, but Washington is pretty weak in uh, in tight end coverage. Their linebackers and safeties, yeah. not not great, not great in coverage. Uh, next one at Salvage Phoenix. He said, "With injury to Breeze, is Ingram, Spiller, and Robinson going to become the focal point of the offense? Should you sell or hold Ingram?" I mean, I would I would sell if I could. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know you need an efficient quarterback to be able to to score fantasy points as a running back. I don't think it's necessarily. I, I think you're a lot less optimistic about the the Saints than I am, Denny. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still okay with Ingram. Of the, I think of those guys, Ingram is the guy that you would want. Yeah, no, if of those guys for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I can understand the hesitation and the wanting to sell. It always depends on what you're getting for him. Uh, next one is at Hendy LA. Time to drop Bradford for a streaming quarterback. Also, got any streaming kicker recommendations? Oh my gosh, you guys with the kickers! I don't have. I don't. I don't even know who kickers are. I just get. Just pick one. Just, just get. Just look at. Look at the Vegas spreads. Find the highest team total and just pick the kicker on that team and keep going down the list until one of them is is in free agency. Here, here. I guarantee. Here's a guarantee. For if you want to overthink a kicker uh, um, prospect, then uh, look at like red zone scoring percentage and all that stuff. Because I I did that for two years and I and my kicker column was was a was a disaster. And you guys know, 
Well, you guys know it, and you still ask for it. I don't get it. I don't get <laughs> oh, it. It's so a, good. It was a, every week. Every week, I would I would put three kickers out there, and every week they would score like three, six, and four. Right. And then the next week, I would I would get you know a hundred mentions like, "Where's your kicker column? Uh, why do you want it?" <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you garbage. I'm shoveling garbage into your mouth every week with the kickers. And you still <laughs> And you're like, I want more garbage. And you say, please give me more. Please more. Give me more of this three day old pizza. I need it in my more, mouth. Sir. And, and I said, I don't want to give you more. This is not good for you. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. I, I it's it's that's hilarious. Um we're gonna get this question a lot about Sam Bradford. Are you would you flat out drop him or like what's what's your play? Because I, I think my my opinion on the situation with Bradford is you hold on to him if it's a league where there's not a lot of streamers out there, and I think you kind of have to hold on to him this week, especially because of all the people that are going to be going after quarterbacks. Like I I, I think I think I, I know that you're just you're just going to say drop him, are you? <laughs> no, I can't stand you. no, I'm a little more nuanced on on Bradford right now. Yeah. Okay, so you you might just straight up drop him. He's I like I'm playing. I would play Nick Foles over Bradford all day this week, though. Yeah, Bradford's I, I in think a terrible have, spot. It, uh, it's a bad bad matchup. It's terrible all around. Which means he's, he's going to go nuts. Oh God, he, can he go nuts? They don't even have a deep threat. They just have Jordan Matthews running ten yard routes all right, day, and then they don't throw to him until the second half. Yeah, they have they have Jordan Matthews running ten yard routes. They have Demarco Murray losing five yards of a, a carry, and they they have uh, you know Riley Cooper like like running like literally down the side like out of bounds. Right. You he know, actually, I, he, he takes a, he takes a couple steps out of bounds like as the snap goes, and then he runs straight. I, I don't I don't the the whole the all that offense. I I honestly let's just let's just say it right now. I mean Chip Kelly, your future Miami Hurricanes slash Maryland Terrapins coach. Right. Right, right? right. I mean, that uh, he he's done. He's done. Right. We'll see. We'll see. You like to spit hot fire before I do. I I, I do, and that's hot fire. He's done. <laughs> Kelly, this is such hot fire. Uh, this next one is at W Carl Russell. I'm light at wide receiver. Would you trade away trade away Gore for Moncrief in a standard league? Um, I would not. Really? Not in a standard league. I probably wouldn't a PPR league though. Oh, I really like Moncrief, JJ. Oh, I love Moncrief, dude. He was my my top top waiver guy last week, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. All right, all well, right. It's, it's a split. It's a split. It is a split. So go flip a coin or ask your wife. <laughs> uh, the next one is at bodo dot bodo t dot bodati dot. Okay. Rest of season PPR, Kyrie Robinson and Christine Michael is as his RB four and five. Would you drop Kyrie Robinson or Christine Michael for Matt Jones? Yes, I would drop probably either of them. But I love either. I love Michael as a flyer still. Okay, then I would drop Robinson. Okay, uh, at the commish UCFAC, I ignored you and drafted Luck in the second and Graham in the third in a keeper league. You're 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 the worst human being on the planet. The oh, what, are you what is happening, dude? What are you doing? You keep- you saying I ignored you? Does that mean that you like actually listened to this podcast and we were that bad that you still went out and drafted Jimmy Graham in the Man. third and Andrew Luck in the second? Wow, that must have been a bad episode. But he does he does ask if he can be forgiven. No, I, I, I yeah no no. Uh, he kept 
CJ Anderson Ingram. That's okay. So that was he was just he was asking if he can be forgiven. That's his question. Oh, I mean, Graham really Graham. It's possible Graham finishes as like tight end nine. <laughs> right, right. That was such a bad pick. Going like it was so obvious that it was not a good pick going into the season. Anyway, he's going to go off this week. Um, (laughs) Next one, at LasserKid18. Love you guys. We love you too. Thoughts on Tannehill Bradford moving forward? I mean, it's just, they're, look, there are like, what, there are three every week, no, three or four, no no question asked starters, right? Mm -hmm. Quarterback starters. You have, you have Brady, Luck. Luckish. Yeah, Luck. Luck is in there. Luck, Rogers, and Roethlisberger. Maybe Roethlisberger too. I don't even think that it's a lock. Okay. So besides that, I have no problem with with playing matchups outside of those guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Don't be don't be attached. Uh, next one is at K of the World. He said, "Any tips for leagues with limited moves?" Uh, those that I don't know. that that's those are, that's kind of the stuff that we talked about though before the season. It's like you got to know what your league is is like in order to maybe platoon the quarterback position rather than streaming it. Yeah, right. I mean, if you can just like get two viable quarterbacks and play matchups, then that's probably better than streaming straight like traditional off the waiver wire. He also wants to know, Denny, if you've ever truly hovered over the Twitter account deletion button. <laughs> um, definitely crossed my mind on Sunday as the Saints were being destroyed by the bar. <laughs> I mean, definitely like like it came out like I was like maybe. It's time to never mind. I can't. <laughs> I'm just. I just pictured you sitting in front of your laptop, exorcist vomiting, <laughs> with my head spinning. Yeah, around. with your head spinning around, your eyes really wide, and just yeah. Uh, next one at Jared Actel, he says, aside from running, what's the most dad thing a player a player can do? He says, I think trying to fix the sideline heater without any help. <laughs> That's good, dude. Can uh, we talk about how awesome Jason Witten is? He sprained both ankles. He sprained, he sprained every ankle, and he, and he still did work. Oh my god! That that seriously? That's like when you're at like a backyard barbecue, right? You know, and, and it'll be it'll be like uh, Steve over there sprained both ankles at the YMCA the over, the other day, right? And, and he's got him, yeah, dude. It, it, like he's dad of the year, Jason Witten. I mean, that is J- Jason. Jason, I know you're listening. You. You are so such a dad right now. What people don't realize is that he sprained those ankles running around the playground with his children before the game. Yeah, no, don't don't think that that happened during the game. Yeah, and 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 like and like someone said on Twitter, a really good joke that I'm just going to steal right now. Um, you, there's no way to know if he has two sprained ankles because he always runs like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. There are many ways. There are just. I mean, let's be honest. There are many ways that Jason Witten could have sprained his ankle that didn't involve him playing football and had to involve with dad-like activities, cutting the grass, uh, just <laughs> just cleaning. You know, like like changing light bulbs. I mean, the, uh-huh. he he definitely like. There's so many different things that 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 could have caused two sprained ankles that I believe those other things more than I believe it happening on the football field. Yeah, he was moving moving furniture. Yeah, but taking the trash out. I mean, uh-huh. I have these really bulky trash cans that if you're pulling it and you're walking backwards, <laughs> I could totally see the bulky <laughs> trash can falling on his ankles and ruining that. Uh. Anyway, next one, at Konami QB. Want to add Talaferro and Montgomery or Funches? Drop Lockett and Dunbar? 
any of those guys you'd keep over others? Oh God, I'm so I'm just, that's so much information. That's a lot. I mean, I, I like all of those guys that that he, that he just mentioned. I think Dunbar is going to be very very game specific. Like I like him this week, for instance. But I you know I don't I don't know you you don't know exactly what Dunbar is going to do. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. Like Funches probably has just as much upside there as anyone. I still like Lockett a lot. Um, but sorry, we're not much help on that one. Next one at Griffey Schmerda seventy seven pick three Hill Latavius Matt Jones or John Brown. I think the first two are locks. Uh-huh. Uh So Matt Jones or John Brown? You got Matt Jones against the the, uh, John. the Giants and John Brown against the Forty ers I think I'd go John Brown. Brown, yeah. Uh, next one at Z Stepano Z start QB Fitz versus Eagles or Jesus Smith versus the Packers. Mm, that's a good question. I go Fitzy. The the over under scares me with the Chiefs this week. Is it is low? Yeah, it's like twenty and a half, I think. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Fitz. Uh, next one, Bob Mahalik. You may discuss this, but I'll ask anyway. Do you prefer the Colts, Steelers, or Falcons defenses this week? This is the, we didn't talk about any of those. The Colts against the Titans. That's an interesting play. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers against the Rams. I don't like. Nah. The Falcons against the the Cowboys against Brandon Weaver. Nah. Uh, 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 God. Um, I, I'd have to go with the Colts if I went with one of those. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Uh, this is the same guy. In DFS cash games, you create several different lineups or just one. How many important are stacks and ca- how important are stacks and cash games? Um, I can, I mean, I only make, I, I don't always just make one. I, I make maybe two or three depending on, on how I'm feeling about the week. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, yeah, I, definitely don't diversify your cash games. Right. I make two, two cash lineups. Your diversification in cash games should be in head to head matchups and not just throwing them all into 50 fifties. Because if you do that and your lineup sucks, chances are you're going to lose all of your money because it's not going to cash in any 50 50. Whereas if you're playing head to head, you might not have the same ceiling, but at least you have a better floor so you don't cry yourself to sleep at night. <laughs> yep. Uh, next one, at Matt underscore Pearson. Drop Eli or Cam for Foles? No, because no, you should just play Cam this no. week. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. Drop Ladarius Green for Jordan Reed. Same guy. Yes. Yes, agreed. At John underscore T4K. I own Lacey and Tevin Coleman. Team Tevin. How much do I a vomit b spend on Starks? <laughs> vomit a lot, man. Vomit a lot because that's these are bad times for you. Uh, Starks, I mean, really, like I would say, what do you think? Like a, a quarter of your? I wouldn't. I might not even go that high to be honest. I'm not really like the reports at least are saying are pretty optimistic about Lacey. So it's like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't go very. I wouldn't go nuts on Starks. Personally, but yeah. yeah, don't 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 like don't do a third or a half yeah, yeah, of your yeah, don't go crazy. Uh, next guy, it's time for Timmy. Uh, should I drop Dez? Should he drop Dez Bryant? Um, I really would try not to. Yeah, me too. I would do it only in like a word. Like, don't don't drop him for like some random flyer that people like. I would never. I wouldn't drop Dez for like Lance Dunbar. Because no, because no. Dunbar is not a guy that you're gonna consistently like drop. Sure, drop Dez for Dante Moncrief. Sure, of course, because that you're clearly in a in a shallower league and you can get away with that. But hold on to Dez as long as you can. Right. 
Uh, next one at J Segovia two three three two. Don't know what two. Oh, sorry, I, he used the number two and not not spelling it out and it confused the hell out of me. Don't know what to make of my running backs, but pick three, please. C.J. Anderson, Gore, Jeremy Hill, Rashad Jennings, David Johnson. I mean, Jeremy Hill is still going to be yeah, I agree. A, a two a two down banger. So yeah, I'd go Hill, Gore, and C.J. Anderson. Yeah. At Joe, son of Joe, crazy of me to want to sell Forset for Matt Jones and David Johnson. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't do that yet either. At John Boyd eleven, drop Duke Johnson for Kristen Michael. I mean, people. The <laughs> You're Duke, so angry the, at this question. No, I'm just saying. Uh, is Kristen Michael even dressing for games? No, I mean, like it's it's a clear. I mean. It's just a clear bench stash, but it's kind of what you want in your bench. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to think about like I I had Shane Vereen on the team that I traded I traded Shane Vereen today. I traded I had Joe Randall because I got him for a dollar and I kept him, and I traded him and Vereen for Lamar Miller, and mm. I felt great about it because Shane Vereen is a player that's never going to be in my lineup. He just sits on my bench and he does nothing. Yeah, and that's kind of what Duke Johnson could end up being. Because the offense yeah. is just so inconsistent, you don't, you never know well, what's going to happen. Well, that that that's what John Duke Johnson is in best case scenario. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's what the situation is. That's why I would probably say, sure, hold Christy mm. Michael because he has so much more upside. Even yeah. if it's even if it's this fabricated upside, like that that truth or upside, man. It's truth or upside a little bit. I'm not even a truther. It's just a, a situation right. that's really interesting. Next one. At Vulture Haters, <clears throat> what should I look for in return to deal Brady? Um, I mean, this is these are the type of questions that I think we should get out of the way and talk about this right now, Denny. Uh-huh. These are the type of questions that are very difficult to answer. Very difficult. <laughs> Were you hoping I would say that? No, no, yeah. I mean, how do you answer that? I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that you, I don't think that you can. You have to feel out your owners and see see what what they're feeling on certain players. But I mean, you could get a lot for Brady right now. Right, depends on what kind of owner you're trading with. Next one at Geigertron. How will Chip Kelly's career end? One gets fired. Two ODs on smoothies and dies. Three resigns, flies away in a helicopter, a la Nixon. <laughs> You already said he's going to Miami. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he's probably gonna uh, uh, week seventeen. He's gonna quit in the middle of the game, get on a helicopter, and fly to Miami. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the helicopter is gonna gonna land it like right in the stadium or outside the stadium. Uh, no, it, uh, at midfield during the game. Right. <laughs> during action. Yeah, like during action. Gonna... During action too. Like Sam Bradford's head's gonna get chopped off from the propeller. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Good luck, Bradford." <laughs> Actually, the the. Uh... The propeller is going to chop up Sam Bradford's gigantic jersey. <laughs> well, he also wears a gigantic helmet. Can someone can someone get this guy some properly fitting uniform attire, please, he God? Like, he, he looks like. Do you, did you watch Friday Night Lights? Yeah. So yeah, we're only watching it right now. So don't give me. We're in season three, but oh he's like Matt Saracen. He looks like Matt Saracen. <laughs> he's Matt Saracen. That Matt Saracen always wore, you know, a, a, a jersey that looked like it, it was for an offensive lineman. Right. And and Bradford, my God, can someone please get this guy a helmet that fits and a jersey that fits? 
He looks. He looks. He's a joke. He looks like a joke oh, on yeah. on more than one level. But it's it's serious. Like Matt Saracen on the show, his helmet's always a little bit sideways because it's way too big on him. <laughs> it's always just. But it's like a little. It's like whenever people. Not, it's like whenever kids but, put on hats and it's just a little bit sideways. Like it's not perfectly straight on their head. Just a little sideways. And it's a cute little look because he's a kid. Sam Bradford's not a child. He's a grown man yeah. playing in the NFL and he has a crooked helmet. I listen. I don't know if I can deal with slander against Saint Saracen. <laughs> so, Dude, we're only on right now. We're only on on season three. We it's the it's the QB one competitions going on right yeah, now. Yeah, but you can see you can see already you can see clearly oh, he's that he's a thing. yeah he's my favorite character and of the show. You want to be you want to be his friend and you want to hang out with him. Yeah, and you know and you know maybe you'll be disappointed that you can't hang out with him like I was. But you know. <laughs> right, right. Oh man. I'm I'm dying from the Sam Bradford talk. Uh, the next one is at Breve Bronovan. He said, "Have Cam and Ty God? Should I try to sell on Cam and roll with Ty God and stream rest of season? Would you sell high on Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald?" Uh, no, I would not sell Larry Fitzgerald, and you probably can't get much for Cam. Yeah, agree with you. Next one, Alex the Thinker, running backs PPR start two: Jeremy Hill, Jay Stu, David Johnson, Matt Jones. Jeremy Hill again. Don't be worried about Jeremy Hill. And I love Jay Stu this week against New Orleans. Heavy, yes. heavy, heavy favorites. He's getting touches. I, I think Jay, this is Jay Stu's game this week. Please, God, make it so. Make it so. Uh, next one, at McCabe underscore Nick. Luck owner also has Brady. Should I try to get luck? I have Big Ben. There's no, just. No. Don't, no, don't play no. that game. Don't play that game. Next one is Rusty Pedal Bike. Russ Pedal, basketball writer for Number Fire. Better bench stash in a standard t- 10-teamer, Deion Lewis or Matt Jones? Matt Jones, I think. Dude, I'm not about Deion Lewis like everyone else. Like, I love Deion Lewis. The dude went to Pitt, and I was at Pitt when Deion Lewis was there, uh, which is sweet. Yeah, it's fun. But I think that it, we're going to be surprised when LeGarrette Blunt has 15 to 20 touches this week. I think it's yeah, coming I, against Jack. I mean, I, negative I, game or positive game script, it's going to be LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, I don't buy. I, I I tend not to buy Patriot running backs. Right. Yeah. Next one at DT underscore twenty five. Do I trade Abdullah for Lamar Miller? That's a good mm-hmm. question. Lamar Miller's got a really tough schedule over the next three weeks. So what I would, even though I just bought him, I know what I I only did that because I don't like Joe Randall's potential right now. Um, yeah. But what I would do is I would wait. To buy Lamar Miller until probably after his bye week in three weeks. I, mm-hmm. I only know that off the top of my head because I was looking at it today. They're playing the Bills and then the Jets, and then the, he has a bye week. That's gross. Yeah. yeah. Next one at Rusty Pedal Bike again. Best way to dry shower shower tears caused by Romo's injury: Cam Rivers or Frankenstein? Uh, yeah, no, Frankenstein. I, I would. Well, I mean, in the long run, but I would go Cam this week over over. Oh, Rose, oh, oh, oh! I see. Yes. To be fair. Next one at N Hoffenberg. Would you start Bradford or my or Miami defense over this week's streamers? So Miami's defense gets uh, Buffalo, mm-hmm. and Bradford. Obviously, we've talked about we would play Foles over. So would you play Miami's defense against Buffalo uh, aside from the the defenses that you mentioned? No, no, I, I'd rather have the Browns. Okay. This next one is at late round dr late round dad runner. <laughs> Need help choosing my dad runner spot, Ebron or Heath? You're going with Ebron. I'm right? going Ebron. I like Ebron this week. I honestly, it's going to be a split here. I think I have to go uh, Heath Miller. 
Okay. Here. Next one at Andrew Schmidt twenty four. Should I trade Eli Jordan Cameron and Cooks for Landry and Kelsey? Yes. Yeah. For Jeez. sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he got Palmer off waivers last week. Good for you. Oof. Good for you. Next one is at Beaver BKR. Is it crazy to start Allen Robinson in the Pats defense this week? No. 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 That's, no. That's I mean. Good. Yeah. Do it. Also, Spiller, Vereen, or Dunbar at RB two. In a PPR, I I like Dunbar there this week. Yeah, I, I guess I really Dunbar. like Dunbar. Man, we have a lot of questions. By the way, I'm going to mention that if you guys ask multiple questions, we're pr- probably only going to have to be able to answer one of them moving forward. Yeah this this cannot this this cannot go on forever here. Yeah, we'll we'll try to limit. Uh, well, I'll fi- I'll find a way to to have make like a game out of it uh, because I love games. Uh, next one at P Knight thirty seven. Who would you rather have rest of the season? Ivory Martin or Randall? I- Ivory for me. Probably Ivory. Yeah. At Dan J Morrison thirty one. Picking up Dion Lewis and David Johnson. Need to drop two of the following: Deshaun Jackson, Trey Mason, Ryan Matthews, Isaiah Crowell. Trey Mason's a lock for me there to drop. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then I would flip a coin. I, I don't know if you needed. I don't know. I, Trey Mason. At I least. mean, maybe Matthews. I mean, look at. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I as much as I loved Ryan Matthews before, I just I thought that the Eagles would be able to run, but they they can't. They there's no there's just no evidence that they're going to be able to just pick it up and start running. Yeah. Uh, someone got uh, at bad, bad glove hand said that Palmer was dropped in a ten team league with a two hundred uh, fob. Uh, he said drop Ty God or Tanny for him, and how much? Uh, I would drop Tyrod for him, and I would spend. Depend. I mean, it, you really with free agent auction budget, you really have to feel out the league mates and know how they're going to spend. Like my home league uses it. I know that they don't spend a lot of money on the on the wire, so I don't spend a lot of money. Um, but I think Palmer's a, a, a good guy to, to try to snatch. Uh, I would spend probably like a quarter. Yeah. Uh, at J Culp seventy two, what's in the stream of club soda this week? Tyrod, what is what? Uh, Tyrod Foles, Fitzpatrick, Teddy. I mean, we already answered this, right? We did Foles, but, but here's a good one though: Crockett, Gilmore, or Eric Ebron. Oh well, I think we're split. Okay, let's go, Eric Ebron. All right, Crockett. Uh, this is at Crimson six eight seven. If you could replace CD Carter thirteen with one of his parody <laughs> accounts to co-host, which one and why? Um, I would replace it with, um, I don't know. Quinter. No. Uh, how, how about uh, how about uh, CD or uh, what is it? The shoot, I forget. I forget the. Oh, GOPD Carter? Oh, yeah. That, <clears throat> that's definitely the one that I would use. Yeah. Definitely. Just spit some hot Trump takes. <laughs> that's all the podcast would be. It'd be awesome. Denny only laughs at that because I'm not into politics. Uh, not You're so apolitical. <laughs> yeah, this is phenomenal. Uh, next one is at mdeshness 17 Got to have a really terrible pronunciation before this podcast ends. There you go. I'm stacking Foles, Britt, and Cook in the Millie Maker. Will you guys accept a donation when I win? Yes. Love it. Yes, we will accept half your wins. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Two more. At one to fool Gemini. Drop Bradford for Tygod. He also has Tannehill. I'm saying yes. I'm keeping Bradford because... Uh, no, I'd, okay, I'd do it. That's fine. Tygod. Yeah. 
Uh, also, keep New York Jets or stream the Cleveland D. So Cleveland or the Jets? I know you like both. You mentioned both. I like Cleveland better this week, but it's hard to drop the Jets. Ah, oh, God. I don't know. Okay, that's I drop, drop them and get Cleveland. Uh, and then we all actually already answered the best, the next one, Matt Jones or Deion Lewis. We talked about, um, yeah, talked about Matt Jones. All right, Denny, we got through it. We got through the questions. We're gonna, oh. we're gonna change it up. We're not, oh. not gonna do all of those next time. I'm exhausted. Because we're getting more and more, and we love all of you, but it's, yeah. it's just you don't want to listen to us do that so much. Like that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. No, you guys, listen. We, we do. We, we need to keep the hashtag content hashtag fresh. So right, right. So Denny. Where can everyone find you? Uh, at CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter. Uh, my defensive streaming scores are at the Fake Football. And if you want DFS uh, help via newsletter, check out DraftDayConsultants.com. And I am JJ Zacharias, and you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. I have all my work over at NumberFire.com, and I am now doing uh, another podcast for FanDuel, the company that owns me, that employs <laughs> me. <laughs> they don't own me. <laughs> Uh, they own the podcast though. It's called by the numbers. Uh, it's me and actually Jim Sonis. I don't know if you guys know Jim Sonis, but he's, he's great. He's a great he's follow good. on Twitter. Yeah. He's one of the funniest guys too that I've ever met. Um, and you're cheating on me with, him, but on with you. I added a co-host this week and in, in, in perpetuity, he's going to be my co-host, but he's not yeah. lovely, Denny. Well, no, listen, it's basically, it's basically like six weeks and he replaces me on this show, so it's okay. I mean, I, little little do do you realize, but uh, by the numbers is actually a tryout for living the stream. I'm gonna have another co-host on by the numbers next week, and because I mean, Jim was great, but I need to I need to see more co-hosts so I know which one to replace you with. Listen, my account's coming down. I'm off this podcast. I, I will be I will be uh, non-existent in six weeks. You're gonna be you're gonna be living in the mountains, and you're finally gonna grow that beard. Oh, uh, well, it goes without saying at that point. Yes. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Good luck in week three, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeBrownQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about.